Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and College Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I am Jeremy. I am one of your hosts. Uh, I go by Black Dante on Twitter. I go by Sleepy Johnson on Instagram and Facebook. Good to hell look finding me, everybody. Although I am a bit more active to promote the show and all the other stuff that we have on Flawless Noses Media. But don't expect me to stay on that long. Expect just to po- expect me to post and dash. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I am joined by going on yo this is tallbianca xo on your twitter feed tallbianca.jpg on your instagram feed uh i mean you can find me on facebook i got a name i got a first and last name you know uh, a girl has a name i can be located and uh you know tell me who you are we uh might be friends maybe i don't maybe. know i can't prove that don't hold me to it depending because you motherfuckers be weird um but <laughs> Thank you for joining us again for another episode. Thank you if this is your first time listening. And thank you just in general for placing, pressing play on this here podcast. Um, we are recording on this Monday night, the 31st. Um, at the time of this recording, I believe that the um, Monica and that lady with the eyes battle has uh, kicked off. I believe I believe it was starting at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock or 8.30, one of the two. But I hope that y'all are getting y'all lives. Those of y'all that's tuning in, um, if you know anything about me, you know where my allegiance lies as far as this goes. So get the hell look, everybody. Um, also, can I just say something? Because I saw a graph um, earlier today on Twitter, and it was uh, it was posted like last week, I guess, like when the news broke that Monica and that lady would have a versus. And like, I saw the stats, <laughs> like the receipt. <laughs> Say what, B? You're committed to this bit. D- know me. Um, it ain't even a bit. I just do not like that lady. Um, no, but the bit about calling her that lady, that, yeah. that's a bit. Like, this, what you're doing here is a bit. Like, there's a, there's a joke attached to it, but it's a bit. That's okay. We do bits here around, around here all the time. Fair. I mean, to, okay, fair. Like, it's a bit, but it's also my pity. And you know me. You've known me for a long time. You know I'm very pity. So, mm-hmm. um. But, like, I looked at the stats between them two and, like, y'all really be playing in Monica uh, Denise's face. Like, let the girls tell it on social media. It's like that lady just, like, took off and, like, completely left Monica in the dust. And you look at the receipts and stats, and they got the same got that damn near identical stats. Yeah, no, they, they run really close. And I think that's what makes this an interesting versus, right, is that it's really going to come down. The personal uh, preference. To- not even that, because, uh, I mean, for the first time in a while, I would say, um, I mean, I cited this one before with RZA and uh, DJ Premier, and then also Badu and Jill Scott. Like, this is going to come down to what songs they pit against each other, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, if you are looking at it in the sense of how will they actually square off in this 20 versus 20, that is a very open interpretation, if you're just looking for one to play your favorite songs and looking for one, the other one to just like, basically not even, you know, might as well not even be there. Just be like the, the, the Brandy showcase or the Monica showcase, then it's going to be a little less entertaining. But if you go into it looking for like an actual battle, I think it carries the most potential to be entertaining. Of course, by the time anybody hears this, it will have already happened. We'll have already made our decisions on it. And right, like by the time you know, y'all at its like, apex, <laughs> yeah, right? Because like this show, we're recording this on Monday. The show comes out on on um, 
uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, if you really pay attention. But um, so by the time you hear this, it'll be over. But it to your point, B, it's like if you are going into it looking for like um, who was that that um that faced off against Babyface? Who was it? Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. Like if you're going into it looking at it from that perspective regardless of whichever side you own, then I don't think you're going to have a good time. Or you already have your confirmation bias. But if you go into it just looking to have a good time as there are two biters of work, then I think you'll enjoy And also, I think it'll be more enjoyable because at least reportedly, now I don't know how much of this is true because, again, it's that, it's that lady with the eyes that y'all like. But apparently, they have pretty much let that beef that that lady kept up going because another thing that was on the internet was the receipts. And I think, um, was it Naima? She did like a post of like the history of the beef and where it stands today. And that basically that lady was the one that kept the shit going. So I believe that they have buried that shit. Hopefully they have. Cause honestly, it's like y'all grown as hell and this is silly. And more importantly, like I said, only one party is really actually keeping it going. So I hope that they buried that shit and it can be more of like a Erica Badu and Jill battle. Um, and everybody can have a good time. But again, it's that later that y'all love, so I don't really know. Which the side, I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, stands on both sides. I mean, you got a bit going against it and other people got bits that they do against Monica's. Eh, you know, whatever. It's already got like 700,000 people waiting for it to start. It'll start for another, as of now, recording another 15 minutes. Okay. Cause of yeah. course, niggas will be on CP time, of course. No, no, no. They, they're they not scheduled to start until... Oh, it is 8.30. Okay, cool. 8.30, got it, yeah. got it, got it. I thought it, I thought it, it was even 8 o'clock or 8.30. Morning. Yeah, no, they opened the doors at 8. Uh, they versus went online to, you know, build the crowd up. Ah, gotcha, 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 yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well, I hope y'all niggas have fun. I hope you get your laughs. I hope you don't be mean to each other on the internet, which, I mean, is I don't know why you said that because it's y'all. But everybody have a good time. Everybody have a good time. Um, Oh, Lord. <laughs> what? <laughs> nah, the joke's been already started. Anyway, let's just move on. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, go to FlawlessNoises.com and read about us. Check out all our podcasts. Um, hit our store. Hit the support link. Purchase the merch. Do those things for us. Love on us. Flawlessnoises.com. Get to know our sound. Let's get into the show. Indeed. So last week, unfortunately, we lost chat with Bozeman. Um, he lost a fight with cancer at the age of, was it 43, Bianca? 43. Yes, at the age of 43. I I, I learned of the news because um, me, Candace, and our friend Tay was in our group chat, and... Candace um, randomly t- put in the chat that Chad Bozeman is a legend. And I was like, yes, I-, I agree, friend. I agree. But she seemed sad and she sent another message. And then I was like, wait, what? Something my niggy sense went off like, wait, something ain't right. So I would go on Twitter and lo and behold, the news broke that he passed after his uh, fight with, um, wasn't it, wasn't it colon cancer? Colon cancer, correct. Yes. Um, so very tragic, sad news. Um, are of course we admired him for his body of work uh, throughout his entire career. Um, most, 
most probably, well, ain't no probably, most notably, though, um, his role as King T'Challa and the MCU as Black Panther, um, and what that just meant for 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 not only Marvel fans, uh, but just black people in general, black Marvel Especially fans, black children, yes, and also yes, 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 um, tremendous loss. Uh, saw many of his peers, his some of his family, um, grieving, um, and um, expressing their love for him and appreciation for everyone that did also love him. Um, just a consummate professional. Haven't heard a bad thing about him. Um, and it's okay to mourn and grieve somebody that you didn't know personally, you know, um, especially when they impacted so many people in a positive light while they were here. So rest in peace to Mr. Chadwick Boseman, Boseman and um, Wakanda forever. Yeah, he played so many, you know, legendary characters, especially in the years after he was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. And also shout out to everyone who knew and kept them NDA agreements together. Right. Um, you know, he did Jackie Robinson. He was in the Five Bloods, 21 Bridges. Um, I think the Ma Rainey uh, biopic he's going to be in as well. Um, so would that be his last body of work? Because I know they haven't even, they didn't even start filming for Black Panther 2 yet. Yeah, no, nothing on that was, you know, happening yet. Um yeah, no, it's just like, you know, we say the candle that burns twice as bright burns only half as long. And this man made the absolute most out of his 43 years. You know? Indeed. It surprised me, um, obviously, to learn that he died, but also that he was my brother's age. You know, in November, he would have turned uh, 44, which is the same age as my brother currently. Um, and to see somebody do so much with, you know, what was once believed to be a lot of time. And then as he learned would become not a lot of time. Right. Uh, just extremely impactful, made sure he left a lasting legacy. And yeah, this one just feels unfair. Fuck cancer, I'm going through some- Fuck cancer. Because, Fuck cancer. you know, at the same time we lost, we lost Cliff Robinson, um, who was an NBA player for the I want to say the Trailblazers, the Suns, the Nets was in his rotation, and maybe there's a team I'm forgetting along the way. But good old Uncle Cliffy passed away. Yeah. Um, he was one of those guys who just, like, seemed to do everything his team needed, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, seemed like he, he played on the Pistons. Played on the Pistons and the Warriors in between. But, right. yeah, he was he, – he did what he had to do on his game. He also just seemed like one of those people that, like, whatever you needed him to do, he he had you. Like, whatever he needed. Play center, he could play center. You needed him to hit you a couple three-pointers, he had the range to hit the three. He was, like, it was like him, Robert Ory, um, Derek McKee, and a couple others who really made, like, that, hey, I'm, like, 6'10", 6'11", but I got handles and I got range. Um, really kind of popular. Detlef Schrempf was another one. And then obviously, you know, Dirk, KG, kind of the big ones. Um, but yeah, good old Cliff Robinson. Um, UConn alum, again, 18 year yeah. career. Died, 2020. Died young. 
2020 is just like this. Like, <laughs> I just, I just, like, what more do you want from us, 2020? Like, take me to the king. I don't have much to bring. You don't took everything. You don't took damn near everything from us, 2020. All right. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we have no more edges. We are edgeless. Can we just start inventing new months after December? So that we uh, right. <laughs> like, let's just invent new years. Just Let's just call this a wash. Let's just let's just go Fiacus, Noangelos, uh I don't know. Crown of Collins asks, what months would you like to see added after December so that twenty twenty can kinda contain all the bullshit and then once coronavirus and shit is over with, we can get moving to twenty twenty one. Yes. Like we need something. Cause goddamn. <sighs> um in in brighter news though, um our beloved sis, um, Niecy Nash, uh, is officially coming out to the world um, because she wants the world to see her beautiful new wife. Um, as of today on Monday, um, in a series of social media posts, Niecy Nash revealed photos of her walking down the aisle with rock and soul singer Jessica Betts. She wrote in the caption that the two were officially now married. Miss Carol Denise Betts, she wrote in her caption on her Instagram, followed by immediately a hashtag reading love wins indeed indeed shout out out to her um fuck everything that made her feel like she had to hide that but shout out to her for in the end doing it the way she wanted to um and just being loved on what looks like very fully i mean they look happy as fuck in these pictures very they look very very happy yeah, she divorced Jay Tucker, and in true lesbian form, less than a year later. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, hey, listen. Listen, she she looks happy. Uh, Jessica looks happy. It looks like she is being loved fully and loudly and proudly in the ways that she needs to, that she wasn't getting from her previous previous marriage. And, hey, I I I like seeing Niecy Nash happy. Y'all know I love Niecy Nash. I've had a crush on her for eighty four goddamn years. Uh, she is just a a fun, uh, a fun, vibrant, warm person. Very intelligent. I've always um, very funny. I've, she's always made me laugh, and she just has a warm spirit. And Lord knows she is fine as goddamn frog hair. I'm happy. I'm happy to see her happy. Indeed. So good on Nisi, good on Jessica, and I wish them continued happiness. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Now, forgive me for being vulgar, but you see them two together and you just know that Jessica is knocking the monkey off that thing. I'm just saying. Or maybe vice versa. You never know. Well, you ne- you, listen, you never know. That's the beauty of fluidity, baby. You never know. Don't don't get caught. I mean, you might be right, but don't get caught assuming. That's all I'm no, Right, right, right. Gotta remember that might go too. I mean, listen, hey. Listen. Right. Uh, again, I can't prove nothing either. I'm just, I'm, you know, wildly speculating myself, we, but no. Um, you're doing amazing, Bianca. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I, I have things I could say about that. Anyway, let's continue. Yeah, but also to your point of like, Cause you would have never. I had no idea Nisi was by or however she identifies. But also, it's none of my damn business. Yeah, 
It's none of our collective. It's none of our collective business. business. You know, like that's like people do not owe you their their basically the people people don't owe them you. Right. But flip that the way I said it. But people don't owe you them. I, yeah, yes, I, I got. I know you. what you meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank, thank but, you, um, thank you, thank you. That's why we friends. Thank you. But yeah, that you do not. You are not owed to know someone's sexuality. That's how they identify. The only thing that you can assume and what you should assume is that they are happy, and even They're with happy and minding their business. Correct. 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 So good on Nisi. Good on Nisi. Good on Jessica. You know how you know good minding your business feels. It is it, so it's so delicious and nutritious. It's it's so damn like I'm here for it at all times, personally. Same, absolute same. Um, speaking of business, um, a little business that went down in the NBA last week as we were off. Um, the NBA decided the NBA players decided they was going to go on strike. Um, following the the, the um the assault of um Jacob Blake. Jacob in Blake, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yes, and Andrew. I have been to a couple times, and um, I can't say a whole lot of particularly great things about it. Um, mm. Not not necessarily I got bad things to say instead, but like it's it's, it's near Racine, Wisconsin, and Racine has really weird um, racial dynamics about it, and we know about Milwaukee and the segregation. Yes, um, most segregated city in America, still to this day, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Wisconsin, um, but Madison has its issues with treatment of like students versus non-students, and you know, black people versus everybody, basically. Um, and the rest of the state is utter trash. As someone who's actually driven to Green Bay before, um, yeah, not a not a place, not a state that um, necessarily looks out for us. We shall say. Correct. Um, but yeah, the NBA tw- players were driven by this to strike, and then they, and then within 24 hours, they said, girl, that's enough activism for the day, and said they want to play again. Yeah, and the unfortunate thing about that is we'll never know the full truth of everything that happened in that meeting. Um, it seemed like there were some players who did not have a whole lot to lose, who were like, I still want to play. Basically, he had awful things, kind of awful holes filled. Like, do you have a lot to you lose? Yes, no. And amongst those, some wanted to play, some didn't. So real complicated. Not really my business so much, personally. But still, the optics on it were weird. Because they made this grand gesture out of not showing up on the court on the one day, um, which was unexpected and surprising. And people applauded that. Like, oh, OK, that's, that's what we're doing tonight. And then they did the move in solidarity, and then the games continued the following. Well, they agreed the following day to continue the games in a couple days. And then I think they used the rest of that week to negotiate with the league about, hey, here's where we need y'all to put money for initiatives. Here's where we need y'all to put money for, you know, former players. Here's what we need. Basically, just ironing out some details to make them feel better about playing, basically. Um, yeah, the thing because I was talking with my roommate about this, like on the day of, it would the optics of it wouldn't it look as bad if they would have waited like the WNBA did, because right. the WNBA said we are going to postpone our games and have a meeting to to see how we want to proceed forth 
going forward because we are affected by this. We do feel strongly about this, but we want to know the best course. We are going to have a meeting to decide the best course of action going forward. If the NBA had done that, it wouldn't look as bad because they jumped the, the like you said, we wouldn't, we ain't going to know the whole story, but they jumped the gun saying that this is a strike. And especially in this time and this space that we're in, you know, where, you know, a lot of people, especially younger people, you know, Bianca, you work with them all the time, are galvanized, and that's the type of shit they own. And then it's like, okay, 24 hours later, yeah, nah, we want to play again. And, like, here's my thing. Like, I get it. (sighs) Okay. I understand that some players – can't afford to not play games. I get that. Here's my problem with that, though. You cannot tell me that if they really wanted to do this and make a, you know, for lack of a better word, more militant stand, right? They could have organized this. This goes back to what we was kind of talking about with um, Ty a couple of weeks ago, where we, as a collective, not just these players, as a collective, we don't we don't put enough emphasis on organizing and getting with organizers and people that's on the ground that kind of know how to navigate these things and know what they're doing to you know get some results. We don't pay attention to them enough as a collective or seek their counsel or even organize with them for that matter. Because from what my understanding is the Bucks actually did do that. Right. And then the other players came in. And that's where it got muddy, to your point earlier, Bianca. And my thing is, the I'm not saying – like, every player is not making Chris Paul money, right? Every player right, is not yeah. making LeBron money. Every player is not making Paul George money. Every player is not making Kawhi money, right? So I get that some of these guys need to play in order to eat, right? I get that. However, you cannot tell me – that the the LeBrons, the Westbrooks, the Kawhis, the these and third, you cannot tell me that a collection of niggas that are worth millions, millions, some even billions, cannot pull together to help the niggas that are making like thousands if they need it. You can't tell me that because if your local pharmaceutical specialist, <laughs> um, <laughs> If your local pharmaceutical specialist or just in any hood or whatever, everybody in every damn near every hood in America know about three, four niggas. That's like, hey, that's big homie. Like, if you need something, they got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody know a nigga like that. And that's a nigga that don't have millions. So if them kind of type of ordinary niggas can look after folks, you can't tell me that niggas with access to, to wealth can't do the same for niggas that have access to thousands. You can't play in my face and say that they couldn't. So yeah, no, they they could have they could have definitely moved that money around. And I think the one thing about that is, I wonder where those guys who would have been on the receiving end. I wonder where their pride stood on that. Mm. That's, that's a good point. That's that's something that you know toss the best energy. Yeah, because well, not even that, but they work hard to get to this level, and they're like. If I'm healthy and there's a game on the schedule, I want to play, right? Um, yeah. They'll even say, if I'm 80, 70% and there's a game on the schedule, 
I'll play. Or they'll say, if I'm 50%, uh, you know, put me on a minutes restriction, but I'll play. I'll at least dress. Yeah. So I wonder how much of that might have been present, right? Just in the talks, you know, because especially, again, you talk about... You Pride know, is a motherfucker. I will, yeah. And you talk about the NBA, which is a league where, you know, you start making, like, the we don't talk about money money um, on your second and then third contracts. And if a lot of those guys in those rooms are on those first contracts or they're on those mid-level exceptions or they're on those veteran minimums, yeah, they might feel a way about the players presenting themselves as the upper crust, basically paternalizing and going, don't worry about it, young blood. I'm a, you know, I'm gonna hit you off with this bread or whatever. Like I can see where they might object to that just on some, no, like I'm grown. I can take care of my own. This is how I want to do it. But again, like I said, this is, speculatory right it could also have been that some of them were super receptive to that like oh you know if you you can hold me down you know i i, I can get you back you know or whatever so apparently michael jordan was involved oh um, oh oh well mm-hmm. in some of the and one of the things about michael jordan um because he has historically gotten this vaseline on the lens sort of like super optimistic look at everything he does um is that in this case, in this go round, he was not um, going to be looked at in in that light. He was going to be looked at as an owner, right? But also as a player, and he's the only one of the owners who's done both. None of the other league owners are former players, and all the rest of the league owners, except for league governors. I'm sorry, I should. That's the language that Adam Silver's trying to move to, and I should I should honor that. Um, mm-hmm. But the the governors, other than Jeannie Buss, are all older white men, mm-hmm. right? Like even Mark Cuban, who, you know, we see on the sideline, he's got the t-shirt on, he's got the young look or whatever. Like he's in, like I want to say his mid-50s. Um, yeah. But, you know, and even... No, Mark, Mark he, Cuban's 62 years old. He's three years younger than my mom. Well, he's 63? 62, yeah. 62? Wow. Yep. I did not think he was that old. Yep. But yeah, so other than that, like the owners, the governors tend to be like in that age range. Um, I'm not about to sit here and pull all 30 of their bios necessarily, but it can it can be stated with some confidence that they're all they all skew older. They all skew white. Um, Jeannie Buss is the, the one woman um, along with uh, Gail Benson for the for the Pelicans who is an inheritance owner because a governor because her husband died. Um, and Gail Benson is 73 years old. So again, we got the skewing up in age. And yeah, so Michael Jordan's the one who they look at a little differently, is what I'm trying to say here. And when he's kind of put the rubber to the road and was like, play the games, we'll work on the social justice initiatives and we won't leave you hanging. They were left in the lurch where they're like, we kind of got to trust this because of a few things. Um, Michael Jordan's trying to do some image rehab. Yeah. And also they, they feel like he's one of them in a sense, you know? So they feel like if they belie him, that they are essentially kind of like shitting on a legend so to speak. Mm-hmm. So again, a lot. 
a whole lot that goes into that. But I mean, again, you got the nail on the head though from jump. Like the right way to go about this would have been to wait. To wait. And, and reframe what you were actually doing. Mm -hmm. And do it like the WNBA did it. Yeah. Because the WNBA usually gets it right. They usually get the optics right. They get the approach right. They actually get what they're doing right. The, it would have been a, the better cue. It, not the better cue. It would have been best to take a cue from the WNBA. But, again, they didn't do that, you know, because, you know, and this is a conversation that many have had, especially on social media. Uh, like when we talk about these, like, uh, the, like the work, you know what I'm saying? And like these like activist spaces and revolutionary spaces, usually when it's all men, you know, unfortunately not all black men, it's usually a lot of missteps because we have a lot of blind spots, you know? Um, and I think this was a case of one of them. Like, I get it because it almost feels like they wanted to do something and it was more reactionary and they didn't take time to, you know, they like I said, they didn't take time to think it through. And then the optics of it looks like egg on the face because it's just all disorganized. There's so much information coming out from this place, this place. You know, those seem like all the players were on the same accord. It does seem like they had outside influences that may or may not be favorable, depending on your opinion. And it just looks like a jumbled mess. Meanwhile, the WNBA is over there, like, in, in basically cruise, cruise control because they waited. Right, yeah. They, I mean, and then, like, what they did with the with the T-shirts last week with the, uh, with the red marks on them, the seven red marks in the back. Yes. Subtle, but impactful. Like, you instantly knew what that was a reference to if you've been paying attention to any of the news at all. And they keep on putting the pressure on their board of governors, on their fan bases, on their audience, on everybody. And it's yeah. a damn shame that people talk about the WNBA the way they do. Yeah. Well, you know, misogyny is going to win at the end of the day, unfortunately. Right. Um, speaking of misogyny, um, so we talked about um, Jacob and in ways that I can understand it being questionable how they got brought up, but it got brought up. Um, some things about his past got brought up that are not um, good. Um, and by past, I mean as recent as fucking July. Um, it got brought up about his charges, charges that were pressed against him or we're in process. Um, there is a charge for uh, domestic violence. Um, there was a charge for sexual assault um, of a 14-year-old, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and in typical fashion, whenever we have these discussions, and I'm using discussions extremely loosely, um, about police brutality and about black men specifically who are victims of police, police brutality. And then in some sometimes not so favorable, favorable ways where you have to consider the source and then other times it's just public information um, that they, while they did not deserve to be victims of police brutality, um, while they were alive, or in Jacob's case, um, he is still alive, paralyzed, but he's still alive. Um, they were harmful 
um, extremely harmful and dangerous to women that look like them, that share the same skin as them, the same melanin, all that stuff. Um, and every time we have this conversation, the tone of it always is more or less aimed at black women. And it's more or less the tone of, we can't talk about this right now because we got bigger stuff, to fr- biggest things to worry about. Right. And it seems like we have learned absolutely nothing in these talks of, you know, understanding and quote unquote growth and all this, that, and the third, because if you know anything, case in goddamn point, like literally last week or a couple of weeks ago, Megan the goddamn stallion, like the fact that she was in a situation where a black man shot her, harmed her, and she did not want to cooperate with the police because she was in fear of the police not only failing everybody in that situation, but also killing everybody in that situation. And then a week later, we have a very tone-deaf discussion, and we tell black women to basically not feel the way that Jacob um, harmed women um, that looked like them because police brutality is the bigger issue. We have learned nothing. Nothing. And then not only, hold on, wait, I'm going to say this too, Bianca. And then not only did we, we, and by we, I mean y'all, not only was this a conversation, but it was also a conversation on Toyin's birthday, who we know was killed by, killed and assaulted by a black man after protesting for not necessarily that black man, but the black men that looked like him. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, fuck. Like, and my, my thing about the, like, my stance about the, oh, they bringing up his past is that the, the cops ain't know that when they rolled up on him and shot him seven times. We got the benefit of knowing that. We can talk about it. We can have a dialogue about it. We can have a discussion. We can say, well, damn, like, why was he out on the streets? And even that question is enough to send some of these niggas into a frenzy, and I don't get it. Why are they so afraid of that discussion, of that conversation? Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Do some foul shit to some people, and, I mean... Again, this is this is the this is the fucking quandary where it's like what we got is the penal system, unfortunately, where you gotta fucking go to the penitentiary or you gotta go to jail or whatever. But until we start building these systems of actually healing people and helping people so that they don't have the compulsions to do these things in the first place, this thing gotta go to jail. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Like, go. It, this is the thing that, like, again, this is like the, this is the thing where it's like, I am not against, let me be very clear, I'm not against, like, the idea of abolishment, and I'm not against the, um, the I mean, the facts, because I mean, like, I always say that I got from Kia Fear, I don't choose sides, I choose facts. It, the, the system that we currently have is, not a system of 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 prevention or 
any of that shit. It is, uh, you know, a, a punitive system. Um, and it is punitive, not restorative. And it is not uh, preventative either. Um, and often it fails the very people that, you know, it's like, hey, well, you know, this is the system we have. And, you know, if you don't like it, well, oh, well. And it's like, well, y'all do more harm than good. How the fuck ever in a situation of this where it's like, does the nigga deserve to get shot by the police? He, he probably deserves to get shot, just not by the police. No, right. There we go. That's that's a good ass. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be damned if, I put it like this, if this nigga got shot by not the police, I wouldn't feel away. Honestly, and this is just me, I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, the perfect victim or whatever. But what I am saying is not assaulting people domestically or sexually is not that high of a goddamn bar to pass. Right. That's what the fuck I will say. Like, yes, the police didn't know that when he shot him, but also, nigga, I'm sorry, because, like, I, I, I said this on social media, and it was somebody in my mentions um, doing, having a very, like, intellectually dishonest and bad faith conversation with me that I just had to check out of, where they said, I'm not saying that, you know, the, I'm not applying the nigga for sainthood. I just didn't want the police to shoot him. And it's like, first of all, that's a bad faith argument off rip because again, not assaulting somebody domestically and 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 sexually, that you don't have to be a saint to not do that. Right. So that's number one. And number two, how can I say this? I am not. I all I can say is that I don't fuck with police brutality, but I also don't fuck with niggas who are domestic abusers and sexual assaulters. And that intersection of I put it like this: you cannot dismiss one without the other. Like you can't, especially knowing all that we know or that, that we should know about how much sexual assault and domestic violence is directly linked to police brutality. You can't tell people, especially black women of all people, that we can't talk about this right now. The bigger picture is police brutality. Nigga, it's both at the same time. Because they linked. They cousins. Like, again, we literally just had a situation of the police failing Megan in a domestic violence situation. Well, she yeah. tried to save herself and everybody because she didn't trust the police while also knowing that this nigga Tori shot her. And the other part of it is when we say, well, we, we could talk about it, but just not right now. Um, excuse me. Um, when it isn't the, you know, quote unquote right time, we don't talk about it. You niggas just spent like months antagonizing and harassing and, and talking about Megan. Hell, even after she talked, told the truth that we all knew y'all still fucking with her. Y'all just spent the a week dismissing Trey Song's multiple allegations of assault and and or just not respecting consent in general in general. So 
if talking about it with police brutality ain't the right time, when the hell is it? Because it seems like y'all don't want to talk about it at all. That's all I was going to say. It seems like there's like they just never circle back. And when they never circle back, they know what they're doing. Right. They, they know damn well what they're doing. They're saying, ignore now, forget about it hereafter, never come back. Indeed. Protect the protect black men, even if those black men are harmful, and even if those black men are victims of of systematic racism. If if it's um, at the expense of black women, that's basically what it is. Because the I'll say this, and then we'll move on. The idea that we should never talk about it, or that we shouldn't talk about it, because uh, basically, like detractors of pol- of the fight against police brutality, will um, basically be like, "See, this is why you know." Basically, excuse the police because he's not the quote unquote perfect victim. Um, first of all, fuck what white people think. That's number one. <laughs> um, and number two, you cannot or you should not try to prioritize his humanity and make him more human to appeal to white people to care about police brutality when those white people don't give a fuck about the humanity of Jacob or the humanity of the women that he has harmed. Yeah, it's... Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he definitely has atonement to pay, and it sucks that he's going to be wheelchair-bound. I get it, but bottom line is, yeah, um, don't hurt nobody, and we don't have to have these discussions. Complicated, simple, none of it. Right. Stop hurting women. Protect women, please. Yes. And like, don't stop, stop hurting black women specifically, and stop being performative and actually do protect them or learn ways you can protect them or just be helpful and less harmful. Well, I think that's it. We got a little heavy right there. I think this is a good pause for the cause to take a break, pay some bills, and we'll be back to wrap up with HBCU Fashions. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we're back to round out the show with some HBCU fashions. Um, 
Let me tell you something. Fam, you never fucking disappoints. I don't know what y'all got in the water down there at Tallahassee, but my God. It is not it is not now day that we have done this show and started doing the HBCU fashions where y'all have not been on some trash. And you know what? I thank you for it. <laughs> Continue to be you, fam, you. Bars. All right. First one. <clears throat> <laughs> Okay. My boyfriend is mad at me because he's not good in bed. I've told him multiple times about using foreplay and using lubricant because when he goes in dry, it hurts and he refuses to. I honestly don't know what I'm what I should do, and I don't want to lose him because of it. A C U. I don't know where A C U. No, A S U, my bad. A S U, sorry. Okay, so uh, ASU at Alabama State, maybe? Um Sounds yeah. Yeah, it uh woof. I don't know what to say about this one. Um you're afraid to lose him, but what? Right. This could be Albany State, this could be Alabama State. I don't know. Um But yeah. I it, it don't sound like there's much to lose here, if I yeah. can be a jerk for one moment. because um, it sounds like you don't listen. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like he don't listen and only does sex to you as opposed to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. And young black person, because uh, I'm not assuming, um, you need to know your worth in this context. You have value. Um, you should be heard. You should be honored. Um, if for no other reason, then niggas should want to brag about how they made you feel not how they made themselves feel that's garbage you make yourself feel good with your own hand make you make make this lady feel good nigga or she gonna leave you because that's the advice i'm giving honestly break up with him sis break up with him <laughs> like the nigga the nigga like bianca said the nigga seems to refuse to listen and he ain't making you nut break up with him break up with him i don't like it i don't like it i don't like that i don't like that All right, next one. I've been feeling kind of weird about relationship lately. Bay only wants to have sex, and I don't even see her around when I need Nita, Nita, yes, he said Nita, vent or a hug. I got I need to be the strong one in the relationship, but I don't think it's working out for me. Maybe she loving me in her own way? Anonymous. Uh, Sounds like you need to rescue this other young uh, person. Right? (laughs) You need, you need to get with the girl from the girl from the first one need to break up with her nigga and need to find you. Right. Y'all y'all need to y'all need to make an HBCU connection. Hello. Right. Go from a go from a fashion to a connection. Uh, <laughs> what's that uh what's that young lady doing a photography series? Go find find her and y'all need to find each other cuz yes. yeah. I agree. You shouldn't you shouldn't be afraid to lose this. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Hello. Next one. <laughs> I had a baby by my boyfriend on purpose because his family got money and I knew they was gonna take care of me. A bitch now got a new car, apartment, and they paying for my last two years of school. And the gag is baby be the baby be with them most of the time. A bitch had to get paid, LOL. Howard. <sighs> 
<laughs> this, this baby will not be raised in love, it sounds like. No, it sounds like you use this as a stepping stone to get your own shit together, which, I mean, I respect it, but at least talk about the baby a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's my only thing. Like, talk, like, 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 I I put it like this. I'm not mad you finessed. What I am mad is that you ain't, you don't seem to, at least by this confession that you wrote, seem to give a fuck about the baby. Because, I mean, like, the baby is yours. Like, it is a whole tiny human that is, like, yours. Right. Like, no, I ain't I'm, saying you got to give a fuck about the nigga or his family. I ain't saying that. I am not mad at you about the come up. What I am about, mad at you about is you could at least, like, halfway give a fuck about your child because it is your child. Right. You worried about all the things you got. Meanwhile, we don't know what this baby got. Do the baby got pampers? Do the baby got love? That's, Do the baby got the bayang? Oh Lord, <laughs> baby Yang, if you will. Um, I'm muting that. <laughs> Don't forsake me, friend. Um, <laughs> next one. <laughs> this one is just rude. Um, sometimes y'all drag y'all family more than we ever could. Um. How do I tell my sister that her weaves look crunchy? Mm. <laughs> I'm a nigga, so I really shouldn't say nothing, but she be walking outside looking like a cross between Cynthia and a Tyler Perry creation. It's kind of embarrassing. Southern. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Southern threw you off, didn't it? Baton Rouge. Of course. Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Let me say that much. But <laughs> uh, Well, mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm surprised. Uh, wow, but like that. That compa- read that comparison again between the Tyler Perry production and what else? My man said his sister be walking outside looking like a cross between Cynthia and a Tyler Perry creation. <laughs> he didn't even oh specify God. specify what Tyler Perry creation. He just said a Tyler Perry of creation. Tyler, yeah. Whew. Like, damn, nigga, your sister hair must be looking like diamond and silk. Yeah, I mean, I I think your sister got to see you and fight. Like, yeah. <laughs> I hope she never realized she had an HBCU festival written about her. Right? Could you like imagine you in your sleep? Like, imagine the conversation they have at 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 at, at dinner. Like, imagine mm. no, 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 no. Fuck that. Imagine the conversation like Thanksgiving. When like they younger cousins, like both of their younger cousins, see this and put two and two together and bring it up at like the kids' table at Thanksgiving. Mm. Oof. Mm. Turkey leg, a turkey leg truffle, indeed. I tell you what, but yeah, your sister got to fight you. That's there. We go. We found it. I was wondering when it was gonna show up, but we found it. What the show title? Mm-hmm. The turkey leg truffle. <laughs> All right, I'm writing down. But yeah, your sister got to fight you. Yeah, she. I mean, she. She not just got it. She don't just got to fight you. Like she's allowed to bring like a wig to defend herself with. You know, no, like, just, me, well, I mean, apparently her her, her wigs are the damn problem. Her. Apparently they tough. <laughs> they hard enough to fight with shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the damn problem. 
I love the fact that he saying like, I'm a nigga, so it ain't really my business, but she embarrassing the family. <laughs> like he cognizant that this is women's business, but this is sister and she be embarrassing them. <laughs> I mean, you got to respect this transparency. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I don't want the people that I love having me out here looking to fuck stupid either, to be fair. Same. So like, I really can't fault the young man. I don't think he's wrong here. I don't. I don't think he's overstepping too many boundaries. I don't think it's wrong to want your 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 siblings and your family, people that you love, and put st- emotional stock into, to just clean up a little bit. I don't think that's a wrong thing. No. <sighs> Speaking of a wrong thing, let's go to FAMU. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend doesn't work. Only I do. I told him I want to be a stripper so that I can get money faster because every two weeks ain't working no more. But he get mad every time I bring up being a stripper. But he won't get a job. I'm fed the fuck up. Fam you with a trophy emoji. Listen, niggas who don't got work don't get to tell you what to do for, for money. But, hello? They, 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 just, they just don't. They don't get to tell you what to do to get your bread. Right. He is not bringing any bread into... He's not bringing any bread. He don't hit... Mm, let me... <clears throat> all right, Bianca, edit this so I can say it without fucking up. Three, two, one. He not bringing in any bread. He can't tell you how to get fed. Bingo. That right. is it right there. Like, we don't listen to broke niggas. Like, and I get it. He and I am a broke nigga. However, be, I don't... I mean, be you to, work. You work. No, <laughs> Like, let me be like. Well, I mean, you know, in the scheme of capitalism, now that you know, I'm broke, you, but you, you, you listen. You are, you are uh, part of the labor force. You work it. Very, you know, scant few of us get paid enough to, you know, ball out of control or whatever the fuck. Um, but that's a horse of a different stripe altogether. Of this man who she is dragging around either because the dick too bomb or something not working but being judgy about how she should be getting bread for for them because let's keep it jazzy she's spending bread on him yeah she absolutely is like if it was a situation where see this is the thing if it was a situation where he was in school she would have said that yeah she would have said i work while he's in school she would have made that clear and the concept of broke takes on a slightly different connotation. You still don't get to opine about what she does for money, but I can at least understand, you know, from the standpoint of, oh, you know, she's sticking through it with him uh, while he finished, you know, his last semester up or whatever, and then he gonna hit the workforce, he can start making bread too. This just sound like a nigga who don't got no, like, initiative, no go, no go get it about him. This is, he sounds like a hater. To, yeah, we don't listen to men with no go get it about him. And we don't listen to haters, and he's he sounds like a big hater. Big time. Correct. Be a greater hoe, not a hater hoe. That's right. So here's what you do. Go get the job you want anyway. And if you don't like it, then tell his broke ass to hit the road because sis, I promise you, there's like dick at least on the same like tier out there for you. There's a nigga who will break your back and also support your OnlyFans. That is. All right, this is the, <laughs> this is the, do I want, do I want to make, 
All right, this next one is going to be the last one, and I got to see which one I want to end it with. If you got two options, we could do two more. We got time. Let's see. You know what? I'll end it with this one. I'll end it with this one. <laughs> Any ladies would actually ride a nigga with his legs up, put his ass in missionary and squat down on it, had a girl grab my ankles and do that, Think I need it again. Where you at, boo? NSU. I endorse this uh, realization of self. Yes, 100%. he is. He he has he has discovered what he likes. He is not confining himself to the um, heteronormative stereotypes of sex and what it looks like between a man and woman. And he wants it again. I applaud you, sir. Cause it's and, not like you and this woman had a good old time, and you want to do it again, right? You you taking memories off the corner of your mind twice a right. week. You wish as I stare out my window pane, I think of her riding me like that again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, get 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 the work you want out of yeah out of your love life. Um, that is between you and another consenting adult. Um, yes, no trace homes. Yeah, it's not going to be me to tell you what you can't do. Correct. Because at the end of the day, you're not fucking me, so I really don't care. But what I do care about is that you're not being a weird, you know, macho, macho man-ass nigga about it. Right. Uh, listen, like, listen, Lick. I Listen. I'm not saying you have to do everything if it's truly not for you, but let it not be you because it just doesn't appeal to you. Not because it's a, oh, I can't do that because I'm a man. Because a lot of that shit is stupid. And it holds you back from having good sex, not only for yourself, but also the person that you're consenting to having sex with. That's right. Um, and this is the last one that we're going to get out of here. I found out I was prigged when me and my ex split. He wants to be friends and co-parent. His new girlfriend is worried he'll try to get back with me, and I kind of miss him. The other day, he told me I better not be sleeping with anyone or even dating after. I wonder if we'll end up end up together again. H-U. Ooh, that, this whole fashion sucks. Read it over, though? No, right. I will read it over, <laughs> but it, it really does suck. Um, I found out I was preg when me and my ex split. He wants to be friends and co-parent. His new girlfriend is worried he'll try to get back with me, and I kind of miss him. The other day, he told me I better not be sleeping with anyone or even dating after. I wonder if we'll end up together again. H-U. Y'all ain't going to wind up together again. Just, you might as well kiss that fantasy. Adios. Um, I actually think the opposite. I think they absolutely are going to get back together again. You think so? Yeah, because they are. She's writing this, and the way she's telling the story, it sounds like they are already together again. And the nigga's new girlfriend is just a side, <laughs> or she, the person that's writing this confession, is a side. Because listen, not, nothing. Listen, now I don't know this from firsthand experience because I ain't got no damn kids, but <laughs> I have watched enough TV. I have watched enough divorce court. I have watched enough paternity court, nigga, and did I you just say divorce nigga. court. <laughs> I, listen. Listen, all them court sh- listen, okay? Mm-hmm. I watched all them court shows growing up because my auntie loved them shits after she watched me 
after school waiting for my dad to get off work, okay? All of them court shows, all of them. Judge Judy, Judge Total, Judge Ma- listen, Maybelline, all of them, okay? I know them. I watched this <laughs> many a times in my 29 years of living. So nothing that a nigga loves more, a baby daddy, nothing baby daddies love more than to try to say, let's be friends and co-parent their way into some baby mama pussy. Niggas love nothing more than to use the babies to try to get some pussy. Love it. And she has already said, that's what this nigga wants to do. She does still have feelings. And she say he legit told her that she better not be dating or talking to anybody else. He, they absolutely get back together. They either getting back together or he going to stay with his new girlfriend or but still be fucking this girl, his baby mama on the side. It's either one of the two. Now that you put it like that, yeah, yeah, I agree. Because, <laughs> I mean, you just got to look at the material, friend. Like, I know I know how you were saying it initially because usually people that do write that kind of shit, like, are we going to get back together? No, nah, y'all ain't going to get back together. But in this case... <laughs> looking at the looking at the evidence, looking at the material, they absolutely get back together, or they have never actually broken up for real, for real. I did consider that as a possibility, but if I was to operate under the assumption that they had broke up, I didn't think that I didn't see it in the cards for him. But now that you've said that, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And then, like, if you really think, like, she wrote it as like. Should I be, should I still be, get with him? Like, she basically wrote it trying to get validation and confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So. Girl, love it when they, you, when they do you that. still fucking your baby dad or y'all gonna fucking just get it over with and stop playing in our damn face. Mm. Just make sure y'all raise that baby. Raise the baby. Raise the baby. Well, that is it for this episode of the Crown and Collars podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, rate us five stars. Please, no one star woes. Thank you so much. And if you only give us four stars, we just think you're being petty. And we don't like that. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your cool coworker that you will smoke weed with. Um, Bianca, you got anything? Uh, support the youth. Again, yes. Find out, find out what they're doing in your city and get involved with them because... They they appreciate being looked out for by the adults, but also you got to kind of let them run the show. So yes, they, the children are the future. They deserve yes, even if they're not your own. All right, we'll be back next week. That's a wrap, y'all. Baby.